Spirit simply spoke to me and said, what to do when heaven shows up in your world? What to do? How can we respond when heaven shows up in our world? Just a little uh, precursor to the message, I want you to know that heaven does still show up in your world. That God is not through speaking that God is not through doing miracles and wonders and signs, that God still moves in the same kind of way. The issue and the problem is that sometimes we don't hear it and we don't expect it, and sometimes, if we're honest, we don't respond in the right way. So what to do when heaven shows up? In the story that I uh, had uh, Jana to read, it, it, I pointed out there that it's, of the Holy Spirit. Mary is, uh, con she conceives by the Holy Spirit. An angel of the Lord uh, shows up and appears to Joseph. You see, heaven is involved. The Holy Spirit is at work, and God is with us. Heaven is still participating in our world. You know, as we look at this, how do we respond? Can I tell you that many times we're so familiar with the Christmas story that we uh, miss out on the amazingness of it, that we miss out on the, uh, the, the miraculous that happens and is described in the Scripture, and it can become mundane and everyday to us. But what I want you to know is that there is a, a miracle at work within the Word of God that we just read, and God still wants to be involved by His Holy Spirit, and He wants to do things in our lives. Can I get an amen? You see, the Holy Spirit is still at work. God still shows up in our lives. He still manifests His power. He still does the miraculous. And I believe that angels are still sent on heavenly missions to deliver good news and guidance to us, his children. And God still sovereignly and meticulously sets things in order all to accomplish his divine plan. We see all of this in the Christmas story. But what I want you to know is that as Christians, we're all participants of what God is going and wanting to do. We're all to be used to carry out his mission of saving and redeeming the lost. So how do we react? What do we do when heaven shows up in our world? Have I convinced you that heaven still shows up in our world? That God is still has a plan that God is still moving. We look at the character of Mary and Joseph, the central figures here in this familiar story. And by the way, I'm using not only Matthew chapter 1, but also the story contained in Luke uh, that gives a description of both Joseph and Mary and all these being combined today to give us a description of Mary. Who is Mary? What does she look like? Can we get into her mindset, put ourselves in her place, this 13 to 16-year-old Jewish young lady? It might be hard to put yourself there, but think about it. 
raised like many of us by uh, parents who uh, love the Lord, who love God, but they are parents who uh, are Jewish parents who have taught her throughout her life about the Messiah who is to come. Mary, she lived in a small town. I think we can associate with that. A small town. A small town that for some reason was looked down upon. We don't even know why, but the scripture tells us that uh, it was looked down upon, not thought highly of. Uh, Nathaniel, when he heard that Jesus was from Nazareth, he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? This morning, can anything good come out of yourselves? Absolutely. You see, Mary was just an ordinary girl. Many times she is idolized. Many times she is put upon a throne, but she is ordinary. She's not royalty, yet she encounters an angel. And this angel tells her something that seems to be almost unbelievable. Almost unbelievable. And can I tell you that this encounter of the angel, I'm amazed at Mary because Many of the times when you see throughout Scripture that people encounter angels, uh, they don't stand there and hear the message and ponder it. They pass out. They're afraid. We do see that the angel says, Mary, don't be afraid. I've got some good news for you. How many uh, know that the message of the gospel is the good news? Amen? And she, she hears this. She's engaged to Joseph, but they've never had intimate relationships. And the engagement typically lasts about a year, so they have not entered into uh, actual living with one another. And the angel looks at her. Imagine this angelic being, this massive being from heaven comes and enters her world and begins to talk to her says this, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you, and you are blessed among women. Now, she probably thought that was pretty great. Hey, who doesn't want to hear that you're highly flavored and blessed? Amen? Who doesn't want to hear that uh, you're blessed among uh, all women? Uh, Men, you don't want to hear that. But anyway, women, you want to hear that, right? And so she's hearing this news, and She's looking at it, and she's listening to it, and she's also got this presence of the angel in her midst, and she's pondering over it, and she's a little bit disturbed. And then the angel drops a bomb on her. And you shall conceive of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop here. The Holy Spirit is still at work in our day. He still desires to conceive a purpose and a plan for our lives. Can I get an amen? You you see, the uh, it was. uh, I want you to understand that heaven still shows up in your world. That God still is with us. That the Holy Spirit is still at work. And Mary, you're going to have a baby, and you're going to name him Jesus. Troubling words. The Holy Spirit come upon you, overshadow you, and you'll bring forth a son. And the angel continues. And this son, Jesus, will be given the throne of his father, David, and will 
rule over Israel forever. Now Mary's connecting the dots. The Messiah that she has been taught about all of her life, that is the baby that was going to be conceived in her of the Holy Spirit. Woo! What a what an amazing thing that God would come in and be human and yet God. You see this union uh, called the Immaculate Conception, this virgin birth. It took a woman that Jesus would be flesh and blood and human, but yet he is conceived of the Holy Spirit so that he is fully God and fully man. And the perfect sacrifice Could have been done no other way. And Jesus fulfilled all of the prophecies that were foretold of him. This child is the Messiah. And we don't know what Mary was thinking of, but if we can put ourselves in her place, overwhelmed, I imagine, scared, feeling undeserving of this honor, who am I? unqualified to be the mother of Jesus, the Christ child, confused. How can this be, she says, since I do not know a man. The angel explains to her, it will be a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. And it will cause the whole world to be changed. Isn't that amazing? Now, before we go too far, and this is a wonderful story, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is still doing works within us that will change our world as well. Now, they are not going to look like Mary and Joseph's lives. Those are, you know, divinely appointed and, and picked out for that time and that day, but your life and my life are divinely appointed for this day and this time, and God still wants to change us and change our world. So what do we do when heaven comes into our world? How do we react? How do we act? Luke 1, 37 tells us this. The angel comes and tells Mary, your cousin, you know, the one that's old, the one that's been called barren, she's now in her sixth month. For with God, nothing will be impossible. We have to stop there. Can I tell you that that statement is still true? That with God, nothing is impossible. Can I turn it around and say, with God, Everything is possible. Amen? No matter the situation that you face, no matter the, the sickness that you might be in, no matter uh, the overwhelming depression or whatever it might be, I want you to know that all things are possible, the Scripture tells us, to those that believe. Nothing is impossible to Him. If you don't hear anything else today, know that nothing is impossible He's still the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he still does mighty, miraculous works for and within his people. And how does Mary react? We 
called the maid servant. Here's the lesson for us. When heaven comes into our world, Mary was humbled. She didn't look at herself and say, look who I am that God would choose me to be the mother of Christ. She didn't believe that she was better than anybody else, that she was simply a servant of the Lord. Well, she could have been prideful that God would choose her. She could have said, I don't want to do this. Have you ever told God you don't want to do it? Now let me ask, how'd that work out for you? Not real good, amen? You see, but she humbled herself. She did not resist the work of the Holy Spirit in her life. Here's the point for us. The Holy Spirit is still coming to us and saying, I've got a plan and a design for your life. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Mary said, let it be to me according to your word. Lord, I don't understand it. I'm not sure how all this is going to work out. She may have thought that in her mind, but I will receive it because it is your word. I believe it, and I'm going to receive what you have given to me. Can we have that kind of faith, that kind of belief that God is uh, doing things in our life? And can we humbly not resist the working of the Holy Spirit in our life? For she was not her own. She was a servant. You see, it wasn't about her plans, her designs, her dreams, her future, her hopes, and her dreams, but it was about what God wanted. Oh God, do what you will with me. Let it be unto me according to your word. Let your design and your plan and your dreams for me come to pass, God. Let it be to me according to your word. You see, the Holy Spirit still comes with special assignments for us. What is our reaction? Well, I know we won't face the same thing as Mary and Joseph, but God's still handing out assignments. Can I get an amen? And those assignments still have the potential to affect our world. What would this world be like if we all answered What would it be like? I think it would be amazing, miraculous. Imagine, you see, individually, if I say yes to the Holy Spirit and I don't resist and I, uh, and I allow the Holy Spirit to do in my life what He wants to do, then He's going to do a great work in me. But if each one of us can say the same thing, and work together, what could God do in our community? What could God do in our city, in our state? What could God do in this whole region? How could God move? I'm telling you, it is unimaginable if we would just react like Mary. Like your servant. She never thought that she had the right to say no. I'm your servant, Lord. You see, what would the world look like? Now we come to Joseph. What did Joseph do when the angel came to him in a dream and 
told him, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Now we look at this and we know the end result. But Joseph did not. And guys, just go with me there for a minute. Imagine the one that you have asked to marry you comes to you and says, I got some news. I'm pregnant, but don't worry. It's God's. That's where Joseph was. How is he going to react? Number one, it tells us he's a godly man, and he wants to divorce her privately. But he has, hear me, an encounter with heaven. An angel shows up in his dream and says, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Joseph did as the Lord commanded. Now that sounds pretty simple, but think about the results. In his society, infidelity, adultery, all of those things punishable by stoning to death. Him and Mary, are their lives are at stake. So obedience to the command of the angel is not to be taken lightly. This was a, his reputation was at stake. It was a distressing and humiliating assignment for him. But yet, he did as the Lord commanded. I can imagine that they were accused of being intimate before marriage. I can imagine all the things that they encountered. But Joseph was obedient to the letter never delayed. He instantly obeyed. Because delayed obedience is still disobedience. Now look at this. And he called the baby Jesus. Wow. That doesn't... In our society, sometimes the mom picks out the name. Sometimes the dad picks out the name. Uh, sometimes they're named after Aunt Susie or Uncle Billy or whatever. Might be named after just something crazy. But in that day, when you go and look, look at the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. That baby was supposed to be named after Zachariah. This baby, if Joseph was the earthly father, and we know, if Joseph was the father, and we know that he wasn't, it should have been named after him. But he was obedient. I'm going to name this child Jesus. That name that we sang about, that's above every name. That name that is high and exalted and lifted up, that name that in heaven uh, causes everyone to bow before the throne of God, that name that is above every sickness and disease and every uh, malady, that name that is above all of those things, his name is to be called Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And Joseph sacrifice that he made. In the Christmas story, when we read about Joseph, four times he encounters an angel in a dream. And he's consistently obedient every time. Now, I don't know what that says about Joseph, that Mary 
only had to have one encounter with an angel and Joseph had to have four. I'm not sure, God. It might mean that we're a little thick-headed sometimes. Not sure. But Mary, one encounter with an angel, uh, it is, that was a great time for the women to say amen, the guys say oh me, right? Uh, uh, but here the angel shows up and gives him a message. What would your reaction be? Let's get real. Would you obey immediately? Because the thing is that we already have the message of God. His word is the message. And even with that word, sometimes we fail to be obedient. If we're God's children, and we are, who are we to question or to be disobedient? What is the point of all of this? The Lord spoke those words into my mind last week. What to do when heaven shows up? Well, heaven already has showed up in the person of Jesus. The scripture tells us, Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. That's the overwhelming message of the gospel and the overwhelming theme of the Christmas story is that God is with us. He chose to step in to our world. To leave heaven where he's enthroned and where everything is surrounding him and it's all about him and step into a world that would not receive him. Many would not receive him. His own people didn't. All to bring about the plan of salvation and redemption of our Heavenly Father. Look at your neighbor and say, heaven has come. Heaven has come. Jesus is here. And can I tell you that God still has special assignments for us? He does. And sometimes those assignments come through dreams and visions. Now, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but I had somebody text me this week and said, Pastor Brian, I had a dream and you were in it. Whew. And it lifted me up. It was a God kind of dream. You know what I'm saying? Where God showed up and, and things uh, were amazing. So God still speaks in dreams and visions. God still speaks through his word. God still speaks through personal revelation. God is still bringing the message to us and for us that he is with us. How will you respond? Each person and their assignment is important. Just like Mary and Joseph. Oh, pastor, I, I'm not like Mary. I'm not like Joseph. Maybe not. But your assignment will change your world and the world around you. The question's for us. Will we humble ourselves like Mary? Will we allow the Holy Spirit to do a special work in us 
Will we obey God immediately? Something to watch for throughout the Christmas season. Are you looking? Are you listening for heaven to show up in your world? Because he still exists.